mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60, 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ. Z560. Um, with, I'm Dennis from formerly with Extreme Auto Repair, filling in for John. And my ho- my co-partner here is Josh from Legacy Automotive in Boulder. And Ridgeline Auto Brokers. Yeah. Ridgeline, Ridgeline. Auto Brokers. Okay, I like that. All right. Let's go right to the phones. We've got a few of them on there. So we got Patrick from Laporte. How you doing, Patrick? Good. I'm thinking about getting my winter's diesel fuel lined up my tractor so i can uh plow the roads and i'm wondering how much number one diesel fuel you mix in with your number two to keep that engine from gelling up i would just pour anti-gel in it yeah that's what <laughs> that's, i do that's what i usually do the yeah. howls or the, or the 911 anti-gels yeah just the additives yeah. and on the back of the bottle they'll they have a, a scale that says you know how many how much of it you pour in per gallon of fuel you have. And that okay. usually works pretty good. Yeah, I never, it does. I, I had um, nine tow trucks that I ran that I never had a problem with gel. So, Is that right? Yeah. And we had to be on the roads to, to plow for, uh, or not to plow, but to clear the roads so they could plow for Arapahoe mm-hmm. County, Parker, and State Patrol. So we had to be, it didn't matter if it was minus five ten degrees outside they wanted me out there yeah yeah so yeah i i don't anticipate getting down yeah so yeah so you have to plow your own roads or driveway just, just a driveway yeah you probably have acreage and you got to plow out. it's all uphill to the county road too yeah <laughs> yeah we live out, I live out in Elizabeth, out in Elbert County, and, and we're the last area they plow, <laughs> it yeah. seems like. They're like, well, you guys are there way out go. there. We're not going to worry about you. Okay. Yeah, I, got the, I got a pair of tire chains welded up for that back end of that tractor. It ought to push pretty good this year. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah. Chains do help on the tractor. Yeah, they do. They really do. All righty, guys. Good right. show. Thanks. Thank you. All right. With that, we got a line open, 303-477-5600. Let's go to Charles from Denver. How you doing, Charles? Pretty good. And you? I'm doing all right. I'm just going to ask a question. I have a friend that has this uh, older skid steer loader, mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's not diesel. It's a gas job. And uh, do you know anybody that works on them and... And comes out, you know, he has trouble with it, starting it and keeping it running. <laughs> uh, he's getting rid of it after a while because he's moving to a condo, and 
he was using that for like snow and pushing snow around and stuff. It's an older model. I don't I don't know who would come out to it. Not too many people go out. Um, I'm thinking of some of the guys that I know that that do. They go to people's homes and fix cars and stuff. But even uh, them, I wouldn't know of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, you'd have to t uh, find somebody uh, to take it to then. Yeah, and and to work on a gas one. Yeah. That's going to be hard to find. Right. Yeah, it's a, everything's uh, buttoned up in there. It's hard to get to anything. Yeah. It's a uh, you know, I think it might be the alternator or it might be the fuel pump. Who knows? Right. And, okay, I thought I'd give it a shot for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, let's go to Junior. How you doing, Junior? Oh, Junior. Hey, this is uh, Junior here. Yeah. I had another question for Josh. Mm -hmm. I did, yeah, thank you for that uh, Carfax. No Got problem. It. Yeah, it just basically services on it, uh, you know, oil changes and that. Yeah, that's all that's on those. But you had another right. question? Yeah, I had another question, yes. Uh, what are the, uh, some of the common problems with the 2016 Honda Odysseys? I well, know that one gentleman mentioned transmission. Mm-hmm. The older ones were really bad. The 16's not as bad as the, yeah. the earlier ones. And then, but has it had the timing belt done? So I would look at that Carfax and see if it's had that timing belt done on it, because that needs to be done. I think it's 110 or 120 on that on a 16. Yeah. But I used to like to it do has, them earlier. I like to do them at 100. Yeah, yeah 100. Yeah. Yeah, it has a 78,000. That has to get done. Yeah. So I would, you know, the the timing belt's the biggest bad. issue on those. We used to have some other issues, but by 16. Honda did a pretty good job of getting rid of them. We had EGR yeah. issues with them and transmission issues. But by 16, I feel they'd pretty much rectified most of that stuff. Yeah, a I lot of the, the Honda had real good engines. They do. Honda. They do. But the EGR yeah. ports on the early ones used to plug up. The other thing you yeah. got to remember is a lot of guys who don't know Hondas, you'll get a misfire, and they'll throw coil packs and plugs at them. These still have mechanical valves, so they're yeah. adjustable valves. So I always when, I always like to sell a big service about 100,000 miles. So... We go through, that's when it gets spark plugs, that's where it gets the timing belt and water pump, outer belts, and I do a valve adjust at that time. Yeah. And that'll make that car run, and you won't, somewhere around 100 to 115, you start getting the mystery misfire codes on those yeah. cars, because nobody knows how to do valve adjusts anymore. No, 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 and that, yeah. And that's why on all my Hondas, I just like, just do it now, and you won't have to deal with it later. Yeah. Because the valves, it, eventually they wear. They do wear, it, yeah. And then, and then they get a little they, louder. They yep. come up higher, and then the clearance gets bigger. And it's always the, on the exhaust valves. The exhaust valves come up, and they actually get tighter. Yeah. The clearance, the measure. So yeah. And that's and what that causes a miss. Exactly, and that causes your misfire. Isn't that kind of old technology? I, I I'm not understanding. I it, it it is old technology. It's the way they used to. Honda has stayed with it till to this day. They still yeah. use it. You know, and I like it. You know, the, the metallurgy has gotten so much better now that we don't have to adjust. It used to be you adjusted valves every. Well, even, every, you know, in the 80s, you were every 30,000 miles right. or, or more, 15, 15 yeah. you know. And now, you know, Toyota and Honda, they don't use a whole lot of hydraulic valves. They use mechanical valves, and they've got their metallurgy down so that it's every 100,000 miles. So it's just, if not more. I just have found with the Hondas, if I don't do the valve adjust then, 
you're going to start having these issues, a little misfires or, yeah. or things like that. And that, so I, I make it a service just because I know that's coming up on this car. And if we do it now and you're already in there, you, you can save some money because we're already doing plugs. We're already yeah. pulling the coil packs. We're already taking a bunch of stuff so off for the timing belt. Right. So it's kind of an overlap to get the valve covers off because we're halfway to them by that point. Yeah. You know? And then not so a lot of people. recommend it. Yeah. Right. But I got to tell you, right. yeah, it is recommended. It is recommended. Yeah. yeah. But I got to tell you, Junior, that that it's very important that you go to him versus other people because a lot of these other techs don't know how to do a valve adjustment. They've never had to. In our day and age, it was we, night and day. You did it all the time. That's yeah. all we did was adjust valves. Yeah, you and me can do it in our sleep anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to love to do a valve adjustment because after too. it was done, it just ran so smooth and quiet. But you you got to know how to adjust the valves. A lot of guys don't know how to do it. And we had a Subaru in the day, which is another one that still has mechanical valves on the non-dual overhead cam ones. Yes. And, you know, we did head gaskets on it, and I always adjust the valves when we do head gaskets. And that motor runs so much better than yes. the way it did before. And it wasn't, the issue wasn't the head gaskets because it was just the oil leak that Subarus all have. Yeah. But you can always tell a Subaru once you do a valve adjust. You can just feel it right away. Yeah. So, so I had a question. Then what about the transmission? What have you seen on those? Or just On the 16, it's, you know, 150, 200,000 if you get it serviced. Just remember, it, the... The Hondas don't necessarily have an external filter. They kind of have a weird one that nobody can ever find that doesn't ever get serviced. But usually just do a drain and fill on it. And I would, no matter what, I would do a drain and fill on it as soon as you can on that Honda. Yeah. That, that, that's just like oil, uh, doing the oil, right? Just oil plug? Yeah, there's the a bottom. Yeah, so at the bottom there's a, a oil plug that you remove. And then you don't fill it through the dipstick because it's too small. There's actually a plug at the back of the transmission that's kind of hard to see, but it will have on the top of the nut, or the actual bolt, that, well, it's actually the plug. It says AT, and that's where the, AT, the automatic yeah. transmission fluid is. And you got to pour the exact amount into it. So it's usually 3.5 to 3.7 quarts, depending on which year. And, and, you know, whenever I buy a new car or a car to me, a, a used car or whatever, I always have all the fluids changed. Mm-hmm. That way there, I know from that point on that I've changed all the fluids. Now I can time them out. Right. And, and I can, uh, no, I've had my fluids changed. I had that done. I've had that done. That way there, I know all the fluids are good. Because you don't know who the, what they did and how they drove that car before. And if they drove it a certain way, it could make that transmission fluid not be as effective. Right. Um, so that's why I, I go through and change all the fluids. That's my recommendation. Okay, I'll look you up there when I get about 100000 on that, okay? Sounds good. Yeah, come see us then. Okay. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's very important when you buy a new car, that or a car, you buy a car, even if it's used. I mean, you wouldn't buy a brand new car and change the fluids, obviously. Right, exactly. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if I bought a, a used vehicle, then I change all the fluids because I know now I have changed them all. Yeah, and you They're, know how to time them, too. Yes. And, you know, I like to do it just so I know... I know when I did it, I know what they look like, and then when I come back and I'm checking it during an oil change, if it's really dirty or there's something going on, I can catch it ahead of time right. and not, you know, break down someplace. And right. And that's why I do it, because I want to know. Exactly. And, and, yeah, and then I can tell what it looks like, because if you drop it off now and they, well, that fluid looks weird. Well, they were in some water. I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Now i got a problem. Yep. All right. With that, we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Drive Radio with Dennis and Josh. 
At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical Heating and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. And we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio, and we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. If you got anything, any questions, we got Josh here from Legacy that can answer anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, please give us a call. Um, we'd love to hear from you. we got Larry behind the glass. It'll take it right away. So, um, more on the used car stuff. Um, you still do used car checkups. We do. You know, yeah. when they come in, you can check them over i mean that's the best thing to do when you buy a used car and when we've been talking so much about used cars 
the one thing we we haven't mentioned is it's if you buy a new car or you're going to buy a used a new car for you a used mm-hmm. one it's always good to have it checked out to see what all is necessary and and, yeah, and yeah. it helps because then you can go back to the owner and say hey you know i had it checked out you have this leaking and and this breaks if you can take care of the brakes i'll fix the oil leak you can you can barter with it's them a bargaining bargaining yeah. chip yeah 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 yeah, and it's always good. I mean, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, the car, the value of the cars, as in some cars are well-maintained and some aren't. Right. I don't know how many times I've had people, you know, they're looking for a specific car and on the repair side, and we get in for a check for purchase, and they got, maybe it's got, you know, a Mazda with 75,000 miles on it. And you bring it in, and they've done nothing on it. Right. And then the next one they bring in, it might be the same type of Mazda with 150 on it, but everything's perfect. They've yeah. done all the maintenance on it. Yeah. And to me, I'm going to recommend the one that's had all the maintenance on it. because, right. And yeah. you can feel almost the second you just on the road test. We yes. can almost, if you've <laughs> yeah. been working on cars yeah. long enough, yeah. you know whether this car's trouble or not almost right. on the road test. Yeah, you, know? you can just drive it and it runs real smooth and it's real quiet. And you can tell that someone's been taking care of it. It's clean inside, mm-hmm. you know, because that's another thing. How well do they take care of it? And, you know, and, and the other thing is we've had we've had people that brought us used cars before and uh, – um, he bought this one general i'm remembering this one kid because he was actually was a good friend of my daughter's and and he brings brings us this acura and and it looked good and stuff Mm -hmm. but we put it up in the air and we open up the hood and the guy comes back technician comes back and says i wouldn't touch this thing with a 10-foot pole yeah and we went back and looked and you know all the joints hadn't been lubed you know um it had a torn cv boot and been torn for a long time and you know the tires had really funky wear on them and then when we dropped it down you look at the paint line around the hood oh, yeah. yeah and we're like no don't buy this car and he's like but it only has 54,000 miles on it well something's been wrong with this car for a while right yeah and then he brought in another one that like you're saying it had like 115 or 120,000 and it had been taken care of and it drove so much better mm-hmm. you know it was so smooth and stuff and he even noticed it he said yeah, and we he wound up buying that and using it for quite a long time. So, you know, it it is very important that you have that car checked out and and stuff. And and it doesn't include sometimes the check engine light will come on. We don't go in and do the codes and stuff unless you ask us to, and we'll look to see what history codes have been in there, which isn't a bad thing to pay the extra money to have that done. To me, um, on on mine I do. Um, do you? We just go in and do the code scan because, and I have used the good scan tool, so we call every module on there. Right. And then I don't I don't diag anything. I just let you know there's these codes if if you want us to figure them out. Because oh, usually good. usually you don't want us to figure it out. You want to go back to the the owner if there's something big yeah. or a lot of codes and and then come back you know and have it fixed or move on to the next car. Yep. And then and then the customer whoever's selling the vehicle has to have an emission test done on mm-hmm. the car. Don't you go do the emission test no. because that's not your job. They need to make sure it passes emissions before they sell the vehicle. It's on their their shoulder to do that. And that's the other part I like to do on a used car inspection. I like to see if the readiness monitors have been run uh-huh. so that we know that they didn't, before they gave it to the customer for a test drive, they didn't try and clear all the codes out of it. So oh, that's if important. you haven't had the readiness monitors run, it means it hasn't been driven that long since they cleared the, everything out of it. So right. if they've all been run and there's nothing in there, then you know you're pretty much good to go. But if... That's always a telltale sign. You get in, none of the race monitors have been run. Somebody's maybe trying to hide something. Right. And sometimes you got to see why people are getting rid of the car. I would ask them, why, mm-hmm. why, why are you selling this? Exactly. You know, what's, what's the deal? You know, and, and uh, find out why. 
you know, because they say, well, you know, we're moving or, you know, we just, you know, our, you know, this is for our, our third car. We don't need it anymore. We're not doing that anymore. Or they just said, well, you know, I don't know. I just thought I might want to sell it right now. I'd be questioning that. <laughs> exactly. I'd be wondering why you're selling this car if it's such a great car and you haven't had to do any maintenance to it. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, the, to me, that's the, if I hear someone say that, it just cringes because just because you haven't done any maintenance because something didn't break doesn't mean you haven't needed to do maintenance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's maintenance to d- be done on every vehicle. There is. Unless it's brand new and then it, there's something that needs to be done. Yeah. That's why I kind of miss the, actually, I miss the um, every 3,000 miles of an oil change coming I, in. I do, too, because I think, you know, especially once the car gets older, you know, when they're new and maybe that first 50,000 miles, it's okay. But right. after that, that let us have our eyes on it and give you kind of a time frame. Because you, you right. could see how fast the brakes are wearing. You could see right. how the tires are wearing. Right. You could, and so you could pinpoint stuff that they didn't have, need to do then. Right. But the way we're at 10,000, 75,000, or 7,500, 10,000 miles, usually by the time you come in, and I know you're not coming back for another 10, it's time for brakes because yeah. you're not making another 10,000 miles on these brakes. Right. You might be able to go four. Yeah, you're going to go four, and, and then and it's, you're and in trouble. And the rotors. Yeah. Yeah, and now, and now whoops, and, and now you're upset. So with <laughs> yeah. even my newer cars, I bring them in and, you know, still put them up and just Check see how they're wearing. Yeah. See what's – so that I'm not stuck someplace. Now, now we used to do things – I don't know if the shop is still doing it, but I used to do things where if you're going on a trip, bring it in. I'll check it out for free. Um, just to throw it up there, make sure everything's good, top off your fluids. Yeah. You know, make sure you're all good. When I say top off fluids, it's more like I don't top off brake fluids because if the brake fluid's low, there's a reason it's low. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like to top off oil because, if you know, you don't it's use oil. Right. You better not be using oil. ATF, you don't want to do that. And you don't want to open it up on the ATF side or the uh, coolant side because you can contaminate exactly. it. Exactly. So it's, you're basically doing washer fluid. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Top it off. <laughs> yeah. But which is a good thing. And then have the wipers changed, you know, because a lot of people miss all that. That's, yeah, the brake fluid thing's one thing I always say because they go to, the you know oil change places and they do top it off yeah but you and i we don't top off our own brake fluid we lose that use that so we can pop the hood and go oh, i'm gonna need brakes pretty soon right just by looking at the level right in the reservoir and if you put fluid in there when you go to do brakes you're pushing it out yeah exactly yeah and that's not good either no it's not yeah so you uh there's a lot of things that you have to um consider and stuff that's why you know we were talking about earlier about valve adjustments and stuff mm-hmm. And and when I used to work on Nissans, we used to do a thirty thousand mile service, a fifteen thousand mile service, a seventy five, you know, as you're going. Well, actually, I did those backwards, but right. But um, you know, when you got to a thirty thousand mile service, I mean, we did everything from rotating, balancing tires to lubing everything, <coughs> to all the fluids, you know. <coughs> Sorry, let's go ahead and go to Tim from Longmont. How you doing, Tim? Good. Good. Say, I, I'm actually working on my tractor right now, mm-hmm. and I uh, had you guys on radio, and I heard the BG commercial. Uh, I was wondering if it's recommended to run like 44K through snowmobiles and uh, small tractor engines and that sort of thing. And uh, the snowmobiles I'm thinking about haven't run in a couple years. I start them about once every six weeks. I've got the non-ethanol fuel in them right but uh what are your thoughts on i would using 44k i wouldn't see a problem with running 44k the thing is you know how 
with a car we put one can in. It's kind yeah. of designed for a 15 to, what, 30-gallon tank. tank. Yes. So, you know, probably much everything you have, you know, your snowmobiles, your tractor, and your lawnmower, that would equal maybe one can. You know? yeah. So if you put too much in, you know, I don't like to overload yeah. it on 44K. And then you got to run it. Yeah. And then you got to run it, too. Yeah, so, so I wouldn't do it until I'm going to go out and take it out, to be honest with you, because it's not going to do any good just sitting there. Right. And, and maybe right. the best way to do it right. is the, the can you use to fill all of them with is to pour it into uh-huh. that can, you know. The, so when you go to the gas okay. station, pour the 44K into your 10-gallon can or 5-gallon yeah. can, whatever size you have, and then let it mix right. in with the gas and then pour it into each one of your snowmobiles b- before you go and run them. Yeah, but, but well, that, that's kind of what I assumed. Uh, I was wondering, are the, did, does VG make those products in a measurable container? Like on my RV when I put the... Uh, solution in the uh, waste tanks mm-hmm. uh you can squeeze a bottle and it'll come out show how many ounces right uh are in that does bg or anyone else make a not, uh, container like that where i can measure out smaller amounts not that i know of bg i only get it in two for the most part in two different forms a quart or the little smaller what six ounce cans yeah, yeah. and and okay that, and that 44k is is reckon it's um when you put it in you want to be driving it mm-hmm. or using the engine because it's not meant to sit right it's meant to go through and clean and i think i don't think right. it'd be very good for you if you just let it sit so yeah i i always put it in my vehicles if i'm going to go on a road trip exactly so i run a full tank through right exactly yeah. that's what it's recommended for and then that's okay. when it does its job that's the job it's supposed to be doing. So Okay, okay. There's other and stuff then, you uh, could put in your tanks to help it. Um, like stabilizers. Yeah. is meant for that if you're going to let them sit. And the BG Project thing is supercharge? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I've used Stabil over, over the years, and I've, I've heard about this supercharge. I'm going to switch that as soon as I use up all my Stable. But, uh, okay. Well, thanks for the information. Well, thank okay. you. It was a good subject. See? We never know what the good subject's going to be. <laughs> so. Exactly. All right. With that, we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. Anything as you've been listening, um, anything from snowmobiles or small engines to tractors to forklifts to cars in between and trucks. So right. just give us a call anything you got. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. 
Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. 
Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And um, I do want to give a shout-out to Wayne from Greeley. A good caller calls in a lot, and we're thinking of you. Just want to let you know that. Um, And also, I want to let you guys know that this uh, next week will be the best of show. So if you have any car questions, you might want to call in now. Otherwise, you'll have to wait two weeks to get a call in. So uh, we have three lines open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. Love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, one thing we were talking about in a show I did earlier with uh, Fix-It Radio, we were mm-hmm. talking about professionals, you know. If you have a roof, call a roofer. If you have a plumber problem, call a, call a plumber, you know, and stuff. So you guys do work on everything, though. We do, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, and then you also sell the cars. So that's a good thing um, because, you know, you're getting cars that are get left over that people don't want to fix. So you can fix it up to sell it to someone else that can use it again. Exactly. and stuff and i appreciate that that's that's good that's what we did too i i was good about i love to do that for the customers and then they can give it to you know they'd come in and say hey would this fit for my teenage son well i wouldn't give him that one but this would be a good one you know and so you can help steer them to the right vehicle yeah and you know which cars are, are best for you know teenagers or yes. an adult you know depending on depending what they're going to be using it for right yes. you know a lot of cars you know a car for teenagers not going to be necessarily great the good car for grandma you know right Grandma, you want something reliable, but you know she's not going to drive it a lot. Right. You know, and usually with Grandma, she doesn't want Apple CarPlay and Android and right. and all these bells and whistles. She just wants a radio that turns on and off, and the heater controllers are, you know, easy. They're not in sub sub menu like all our new cars. Right. You know, I I, heard, I read an article and it said that um, elder people they they don't like these new cars coming out because they don't want all this extra stuff, and that's why they're not wanting to buy a brand new car. Because I don't want that stuff. That's not what I want. And I just want a car. It's very true. I have a lot of older <clears throat> retired customers, and they don't want that because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They just want a car that they can go to drive wherever they're going to drive to, and they don't want all the fancy computers and all that stuff. They want it easy. Turn the radio on and turn the radio off, and turn the heat on and turn the heat off. They don't want all these other crazy things that the new cars have. Right. Yeah, because, yeah. I, I don't I don't use half my stuff right now but exactly you know but but I you know when I get on the road I do I use a lot of this stuff you know cuz I have a GMC and I can put in navigation and I can drive you know tells right. me where I'm going and stuff which I already know where I'm going you know <laughs> I don't really need that it's just bad I don't know if you've driven something with the radar cruise but yeah I yeah put yeah. that on and kind of go to sleep is the problem with it <laughs> right that's right yeah let's go ahead and go to Al from uh Al, how you doing, Al? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Good. Good. See, I have a a two stage snowblower, a Honda, uh-huh. that I, I uh, that I've had for like I haven't started like seven years, haven't because I bought a small one and used it. But I winterized it before I put it away. I use drain all the gas, run it out of gas, and then drain the carburetor, and then I. Uh, drain all the oil and everything and then I put new oil and I put some down the in the the spark plug hole and then pull it the cord, you know, and then seal it. But I was just wondering if I have to do anything to it if I wanted to start it. It's a big one, you know, the it's the two stage one. Yeah, I think you'd be okay yeah. for what you're doing. That's a lot yeah. what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, because I, I do that every I winterize it like that every summer, you know, when it comes after the season. But I haven't been 
haven't had to use the big one at all. Yeah. For, you know, I use the paddle one now, but I have the big one there. But, so no. I ordered two more keys, and then I found the other two keys. Right. So now I got four. I think what you're doing is fine. I don't think you, I don't know what else I'd add to that. You're doing yeah. the right things. Yeah. So it wasn't hard just to put the gas in and start it up? That's what right. I would do. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Should be fine. Yeah. You know, I hear uh, that you don't have to worry about certain gas that you can, a little bit of ethanol that's in that one, just use it on up. I've been using premium in it, though. That's then you'll really be okay then. Yeah. 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 You'll be fine. Oh, okay. You just right. go ahead and start it up then, huh? Yep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have to just um, take the spark plug out and then just pull the cord and see if it spins or anything. No, I wouldn't worry no. about that. I would okay. start it up and fire it up before a snowstorm comes, though, just to make sure well, it runs. Exactly. Yeah, I will. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Thanks a million. Thank, Thank you. you. All, All right. right. Take care. All right. Take care. Let's go to Jeff from Western Montana. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Doing good. Good. I have a 2004 Chevy SSR that uh, I put it in a, a local car show in August, drove it down, drove it back, ran perfectly. It was sitting in the garage. It went out a couple weeks later to start it, put the key in, and it was just dead as a doornail. I mean, it had no lights, no instrument panel, no clicking, no nothing. And I couldn't get the key out of the ignition. Right. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I dropped the battery and put a full charge on it. It would read 13.2, and I charged it, um, connected it back up, still nothing. And I know at that time, I when I dropped it again, I did a voltage check, and it said 12.5. So it dropped, you know, uh, 7.7 volts uh, right after I had just hooked it up. So it's been sitting for a couple of weeks. That's medical issues. I haven't been able to tackle it. But uh, so I disconnected negative ground just to make sure I wasn't doing anything else. But any idea what would cause that just out of the blue? How old's the battery, do you know? Brand new. I just had it put in. The the original battery was probably 18 years old. It might have even been a second battery, but I just replaced it. And what do the battery cable ends look like? You know, the part that actually bolts to the battery. They looked nice and clean. There was it was driven in Florida, so it wasn't a uh, didn't have a lot of corrosion or anything. And I just uh, I put the new one in, and everything was nice and clean, good and tight. It looked like. Yeah, I and would again, clean them though. I I would actually clean the the. Uh, and doesn't that go on the side? Isn't that the side? Yeah, they're side mount. Yeah. So um, I would clean those really, really good if you could. And then um, they they have some grease. Some, uh, they do, put like on a dielectric that you put yeah. on there. And they have to be pretty Maybe tight. you put on a spark plug? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But make sure your, your round part on those things is really clean. It'll look like it's clean, but it, it actually builds up a little film. And so you want to scrub that really good with like a wire brush. So when it hits the battery okay, well, side, yeah. Okay, it just stumped me because it was the old battery, or not one the old battery. It was a new battery I put in. It was running just fine. Could it just be that a cell died in that battery? It it's can possible. be. It's possible. And usually the thing is, even if with a bad cell, I've had this where 
you'll have good voltage. So 12.5 is is fine. But if you were able to get you know, you know, a real battery charger that actually puts a true load on it, it'll drop really fast. Yeah. It'll look like it has what we call surface charge. Yeah. So that's that 13 volts that you saw. That's just a surface charge. A battery really can't produce more than like 12.5. Right. On it, but that's just a surface charge. So that's why when you put it in and you put a load, it drops to 12.5. But if you have a really good battery ch- tester, it'll put a load on that battery, and you can just watch it drop instantly. Yeah. So I would take it to one of the, you know, a Napa or a good auto parts store and let them test that battery with their tester. Okay. But in the meantime... That's what I was thinking. Go ahead. In the meantime, I would clean the connections. Yep. Because um, it could be that you're not getting any connection through the battery, and it could be the cables itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then I would have it, it tested. It, it, I, I plan on doing that. And then... Um, is it typical that the key will not come out of the ignition if there's no power to it? It is. There's an yes. interlock in there, and there's a little solenoid. So yeah. you need to you know, make sure it's in park, and then that sends a little signal up to the actual lock mechanism to let the key turn back. I mean, you and might have out. to step on the brake pedal, and too, sometimes you and step interject, on the brake. It, exactly. interject that. But if you don't have yeah, any I voltage, mean, you won't be able to do that. Right. Right. I mean, I, it was zero. It wasn't like yeah. it was really low. It was like there was no battery in the vehicle at all. And you and might have a, a draw. You could. On something. On that. Was the new battery when it was installed, was it tight in the car or was it loose? It was tight. Okay. I put it in myself. I had it in the tray and put it up and tightened everything down and all the connections were tight and everything. Because I say that because a lot of times people put a battery in and just have a bungee cord holding it in and it bangs around and it breaks those plates down. Yeah. And that's why you usually lose a cell because it's actually physically been damaged from banging around in there can i ask you where you got the uh, battery what battery is it um yeah i think it was a wally world battery actually yeah i'd take and have that battery checked then okay and being a, Wal- a piece of china yeah <laughs> and walmart you can usually <laughs> get them get it exchanged pretty quick so maybe you can just drop it off and they'll give you a new one yeah if it's relatively recent Okay. All right. I mean, that was just, it stumped me that you park it and next time you go out, there's nothing. It's like, it was like you found it in the field 20 years later. Pretty dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. With that, we need to take a break. So, Ken, hang in there. We're going to take our last break. You're listening to KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. 
According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place, and oftentimes things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560, and we got Ken. Thank you for holding on, Ken. What can we do for you? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I got a fit. I got a '55 Chevy Bel Air with a 230 cubic inch, and it's uh, coming up for an oil change. And I'm thinking about uh, doing this with the uh, the EPR. Get two. And uh, one of them I'm going to divide in six equal parts and squirt it inside the cylinders and let it sit for a couple of days. Uh, and then uh, do the normal uh, with the other EPR. Will that uh, mess it up any? I've never tried the squirting in the cylinders. I just don't know, if you it's know, necessary. if it's it necessary. Yeah. Is it even going to work? Yeah, it, it might not. It might just slide past the rings and end up in the crankcase, anyways. Well, that's that's where I want to. Uh, my concern is the rings, right? Because uh, this car, I bought, I got this car from my brother-in-law back in 1969, and uh, he was not uh, too adept with uh, taking care of cars. And as far as that goes, neither have I. Until recently, I've decided that I want to keep that car. So I'm going to, it smokes a little bit, so I was thinking if I could put some of that uh, EPR in the cylinders and let it sit, maybe it could break, uh, if the rings are, are stuck, break them loose. So when I do the regular oil change with the other EPR, that maybe the engine smoking will stop a little bit. I yeah, I don't think I would do it because the EPR is designed to go into an engine that's going to get run. Yeah. It's a product that's moving and breaking up carbon. Yeah. And if it's sitting there... I don't know what's going to do because sometimes I've seen it, 
you know, when I use, have it on other parts and it kind of gums the carbon up before you, you move it away. So yeah. that's what I'm worried about is you're going to put in a cylinder that's going to gum whatever carbon's sitting on top of the pistons and kind of make it gooey and could actually do more damage. I would just put the EPR in, you know, when you do the oil change and run it like you're supposed to and then drain it out and see if it gets any better and then, you know, do a few EPRs the next right. few oil changes to kind of break up all the carbon. Yeah, that sounds like a better plan, to be honest with you. Because I don't think hey, it's going to... If you're going to squirt it in the cylinders, it's just going to stay on the lower part of the cylinder yeah. and just slide right on into the crankcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there something that I can put in the gas tank that will have an effect on uh, anything else in the combustion chamber? The uh, 44K well. Yeah. And, and we were what? just told um, by... A BG rep not to use that on that that engine on that older engine. Oh, that old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The um, EPR. Not, not to use, to use it, it on. It. Yeah. Well, that's it's not weird. recommended. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I want to keep that car, but I want to be able to pass the stupid emissions too. Yeah. What I would do is it's change the oil on it um, a couple of times, and you know, drive it around. Uh, do a good oil change on it, and then drive it around, but then change the oil again. Right. Not too long into the program. You know, maybe go a month and then change the oil again after I drove it quite a bit. Well, uh, I do drive that car a lot, so it makes trips from here to Grand Junction about once a week. Wow. And uh, it's already, uh, the speedometer has already been turned over once. Uh-huh. So it's got sixty. It's got sixty-three thousand miles on the new rollover. So I'm assuming that's one hundred and sixty-three thousand, or maybe more. Yeah. Well, that's but, what uh, we would recommend: yeah. is you know, get a good oil, change it, yeah, and see what that does. And and that wasn't bad. I I, I think that the forty-four K would probably the forty-four K will, yeah, because it'll still go through the carburetor and kind yeah. of clean the intake valves. Yeah, which could help. Yeah, it. that's. Uh, yeah. That's probably another area of concern because, like I said, the car, the car's had a lot of junk oil and junk gasoline right. rolled through it. So uh, I'm not going to do that anymore because I can't afford to be buying cars. I'm 78 years old, and I want to keep that 55 Chevy. In fact, I'm probably going to have to be buried in it because <laughs> I love that car. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. I had a I had a whole bunch of other cars, and I had to get rid of them, but. They wanted me to get rid of the 55, but the fact that I had an empty garage, the 55 went into the garage, so now they can't say anything about it. Right. And when I need, and when I need to use it, it comes out, and I'm on my way to Grand Junction. In fact, the car runs, it runs really, really good, because I was coming back from Grand Junction once, and I had my, uh, uh, my wife and my uh, two brother-in-laws and my uh, sister in the car with me, and I'm coming down on I-70 and said, why are those, pe- uh, those uh, um, telephone poles going by so fast? So I look down at the speedometer and I'm doing 90. Oh, wow. So I said, well, so I said, well that's, that, that, this is a good test right now because it's already almost to that mark. So I dropped the pedal to the metal and, and oh boy, it was really moving. <laughs> the, fact that it's a, the fact that it's a heavy car to begin with that kept it on the road. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I guess the uh, the EPR into the crankcase will be the uh, the next thing, and I'll try that, and then some halfway decent oil, 
you know, that cheap crap, because it's not cheap anymore. I don't think there is any cheap oil anywhere. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll try that and see what happens. Okay. But I definitely definitely appreciate your advice, and you guys are terrific, and God bless you all. Well, thank, thank you. you. Take, care and take care and stay safe. Thank okay. You. Thanks. All right. Um, before we go to our next caller, um, I just want to mention, because we're going to be off next week, we're going to have a, a, a rerun uh, best of show. Um, you can always text in 307-200-8222. You can text us anytime, but you can also send pictures and stuff if you needed, if you had questions and stuff. So with that, I want to go to Mickey real quick. How are you doing, Mickey? Pretty good. For the guy with uh, that HHR, SSR. Yeah. From Florida, have the negative cable. Have them check the clean off the grounds where the to the block and to the one next to <clears throat> the little wire, and make sure that they both are clean. He said it came from Florida. Those could the the other end of the cable could be corroded. Right, mm-hmm. right. For the guy that was just on, that puff of smoke is more than likely his valve seals. Yeah, yeah, probably. They're old and brittle and. Yep leaking down so there's his puff now the question got a 97 s10 only got 40,000 i bought it with 30,000 it's got 40,000 after 10 years i see 200,000 mile s10s going for five grand i'm trying to figure a good price to put on it i have no idea (laughs) yeah It's what the market will bear in one sense, but it's also what do you feel your vehicle's worth? Right. So it's almost a personal opinion. What you think it's if it's worth more, and you can prove that to people. You know, um, everything's for sale, but there's a price on everything. Well, to replace it, try to find one with forty thousand miles. On right. It. They don't exist. They don't exist. Yeah. They don't exist. Yep. So, so it's a treasure. Okay. Yep. I was just trying to. If you guys could ballpark it, I don't want to touch I, it. <laughs> I just, yeah, start high and yeah, see where they go. Yeah, that doesn't work. Keep working your way down. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for the call. All right, Tom from Colorado Springs. How you doing? Oh, can we cue? There we go, can, Tom. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you always have an informative show. I really appreciate it. But, um, so the guy earlier talked about a, uh, taking a new car on a uh, road trip. Mine is a 2003 Suburban with 205,000, and I think I've done most of the, of the of, you know, the differential oils, the change, yep. the spark plugs, the timing belt, and all that. And, and I don't, I really don't want to go out and buy a forty thousand dollar new car right now, or u- new used car anyway. So <laughs> anything else I should to take a look at it before I go on like a five or six thousand mile road trip I mean usually I, I bring them in and shake down the suspension especially being a Suburban you know if you haven't had ball joints and tie rod ends done in a while yeah. you know and look at tires okay. and all the fluids and, and if everything looks good then you're, drive you're, it yeah I would take it to a shop just before I'm going somewhere and tell them I'm going on a road trip can you just check it over and most shops are pretty lenient on that they'll, mm-hmm. they'll do that real quick Okay, okay, so tire rods and ball joints, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. So. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a tank. I mean, it's run run well for me for years, so I just, and I don't drive it that much anymore, so. Um, okay, well, thanks so much, appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, with that, we've 
kind of went through our whole uh, three hours of drive radio. We were able to answer some questions and have some fun. Um, We do have Scott Watley coming up next with a a new show that he's going to have on, but I think it's been recorded, so you won't be able to call in. But it'll be a good show. You should listen up to it. And uh, thank you all for listening, and, and next week will be a best of show, and then John Rush will be back the week after that. So thank you for listening, and thank you, Josh, for coming in. Go ahead and give your phone number out. So it's 303-396-0555 for Legacy Automotive, and then 303-442-4141 for Ridgeline Auto Brokers. There you go. There's a place to buy a car and have your car fixed. So thank you, and have a great week. Thank you. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.